from the Ticats Audio Network. This is Ticats Today with Louis Butko. Yes, it is Ticats Today for a Friday, December the 9th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. Louis Butko here with you, as always. And uh, I want to get right to my guest, as I'm very pleased to be joined by Ticats TV, Stavros Katsantonis. And uh, Stavros, uh, it's always great to connect with you, man. Uh, we don't get to do this too often. For as often as we get to see each other at practice, you know, after mm-hmm. practice, uh, we don't just get to, like, chat. So thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm super excited to, you know, be on your show today. I always I always keep in touch with you during the season. So it's uh, it's cool to finally make this all come together uh, today on the show. I know you are a podcast podcast show host yourself. Uh, you launched that uh, this year. That was pretty cool because you you don't often get the perspective of players, and you know you get to see what the Kelsey brothers are doing with their show down in the NFL. Uh, what was the desire to kind of launch your own thing? Yeah, I guess I guess I've always wanted to do something along the podcast, or even you know I was vlogging back during my CFL combine experience. So like I think I've always had a little bit of that like content creation inside of me, and and just finally this year you know, not being in the COVID year and, and finally being able to just kind of have my thoughts laid out easily on the table. I was like, you know what, I really want to do this uh, and was able to, you know, partner with the Persevere Network, which is doing amazing things for Canadian football in Canada. So a huge shout out to them. But yeah, I just, I just like, I want to put this on paper and finally just, you know, just, just jump off the cliff and do it. So finally I was able to just, you know, put that thing together. Uh, and it was just an awesome experience kind of doing it this season. Uh, I didn't have any guests on this year. Maybe I'll have some of my teammates on next year. That's, that's kind of something that, you know, I was opening up to. Um, but yeah, just giving that kind of behind the scenes, you know, quote unquote behind the visor, uh, type look, you know, is something that obviously you see it down in the NFL and guys in the U S and the NBA MLB guys are doing those, you know, their own shows that are pro athletes and just kind of just sharing their experiences. And it's, it's something that hasn't really been introduced in the CFL yet. Um, so I was excited to kind of be one of the, you know, first premier guys, just, just sharing kind of how the season goes, you know, sharing cool, just different historical stuff that I got to learn, you know, just about the tie cats in general. Um, and then just obviously sharing those, those player stats, big plays and stuff like that. So it's super fun. And I, I'm super excited to do it again next year, next season. I don't want you to sell yourself short here because I, I, I particularly remember draft night, 2020, uh, okay. you live streamed your own draft. Is this, yeah, isn't that right? Yeah. I mean, you look, cause I remember, you know, talk about content team, you know, we got a great content team here with, uh, you know, Sophie, who's no longer with the organization, but, uh-huh. uh, you know, Corey and Zach and all those guys, we were in a group text being like, Wait, is this guy live streaming his own draft night? Uh, that's yeah. something you did. So don't sell yourself short, man. You've been doing this a while. Yeah, yeah. I actually, actually forgot about that. Yes, I did. I did stream that. And that was like on the the early days of streaming where I kind of just didn't really even have a grasp on how to do it. Got my mom's camera, uh, had my dad's computer running and just somehow made it all work. And then before I knew it, I had, you know, thousands of people were watching it saying, hey, watching from here in the USA, wasn't able to get the stream like Thanks for doing this. And I even had a few people. I think uh, Mason Bennett uh, was one of the guys that was watching from my draft. I think there's there's a few other people and coaches and, and staff. I even think after I got drafted, um, you know, one of the Ticats football ops guys said, hey, we had, you know, a bunch of guys down in the States that were able to watch the draft through your stream. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. So, yeah, I just I was excited to build on that. And I did it the next year and did more of like a commentary on it. And uh and then in 2021, I didn't do it. And I had so many people messaging me, hey, why aren't you doing the draft this year? So, so maybe maybe 2023 is uh, the year to pick it back up. Uh, you know, I think I may, may be doing it again. 
Well, as somebody who was doing, uh, uh, you know, as someone who was going head to head with you, uh, as who was doing his own live show on uh, on the Ticats Facebook, uh, thanks for taking away some of my viewers. I appreciate that, man. Uh, hey, I, I partner up this year and do something crazy. So I, I love it. I love it. Well, speaking about this year, um, I mean, it didn't end the way you wanted it to, and and you you, I mean, we're talking about that year where you, you kind of launched and you did your own thing. You came into this league at such a strange time, mm-hmm. and to have this last year that was quote unquote normal where you got to be in the same room as your teammates. You got to be in the locker room at the same time. I mean, was this, how did this year feel differently for you and how did it help you develop as a player knowing that that first year in the league was just so abnormal? Right. Yeah. I think in that first year, there was just so much flying at me with one being a rookie and two, it being just like you say, such an abnormal year with COVID. Um, So just in this year alone, just to have that, I guess peace of mind that I mean yes, COVID is still out there, but you know on a lesser scale because you know everyone's vaccinated out there and you know things are changing, uh, the world's getting back to a little bit of normalcy. But um, just to be able to be in a full team meeting, I think was something that I didn't I didn't understand and I didn't really value in 2021 because yeah, you're I'm sitting with you know eight eight other of my you know DB uh, teammates and we're spread out across one room and then that's each position group is doing that and then we're meeting through Zoom so just to be able to all be in a team meeting setting, uh, you know, with 40, 50 guys and just, just be able to bond in that way. And then obviously be in the locker room without having to be, you know, masked up and, and, you know, supposed to be keeping our distance like we were in 2021. I think that just added that, uh, just added camaraderie uh, that you find, you know, across each, each team in each league, right. That's, that's the thing that keeps teams, you know, together, keeps them going uh, is that team bond. So, to be able to do stuff like that, I think even towards the end of the season, like we're going on team golf karting experiences with, you know, not even just position group guys. It was like it was like me, Ted Laurent, uh, Richard Leonard, uh, Keandre Smith, like just such a intermixed group, Cam Kelly. So it was just yeah. just things like that, that, uh, you know, you don't really notice in a COVID year, especially it being a rookie year where you don't know what to expect or what a normal season is even supposed to look like. So to have things like that just really uh, – they really go, you know, off the field and on the field. It really goes a long, a long way, uh, just from my perspective uh, in that end. Well, and your perspective is, is interesting because, I mean, you got thrown in some big moments in that rookie year. You got mm-hmm. thrown in some big moments in this season. And when you have a DB room as talented as as you've had the last two years, you know, mm-hmm. you, I, I think there's an expectation that, yeah, your moment's going to come. But you have been asked in, in big moments to step up. How has being around the group of guys that you have, learning from the Richard Leonards, the Tunde Adelikes, I mean, we, we've talked about just how, how dangerous that, that DB group is. How has being around that experience helped you become the player that you are and, and build towards the player you want to be? Right, yeah. I think I was just so fortunate coming in in 2021 with guys like you know, Mike Daly, veteran guys, uh, like you say, Tunde Delake, uh, Kareel Brooks, uh, Jamal Roll. I mean, I'm naming like all-star yeah. after all-star here, and it's crazy. And I don't think you get that on every single CFL team where you're coming in and you have like literally across the board, everyone's been an all-star in the past, you know, two to three years. So so guys like that really helped me. And then even my first year with having, you know, Coach Butts, Craig Butler, um, you know, as a DB coach. And then you have our D coordinator, Coach Washington. He's a former DB uh, and then coach, coach. <laughs> so, so you just have these differing experience level guys that, you know, ha- have done it right. Have gotten the all-stars have gotten all the accolades and, and have been through the, the rookie, you know, rookie isms in, in a way. 
Um, and just to have guys like that, just, you know, help mold me uh, in a first year, like, like we say, it's, it's, it's hard to keep saying, but 2021 was such a crazy year um, to be a rookie, like, like guys across any class. I, you know, I can't imagine to go through that. And then, you know, you know, I'm not the only guy that has been thrown into games, I'm sure. Um, but I'm just fortunate enough to be successful because of the guys that I've had around me, um, especially with guys like, you know, Mike, Mike Daly, uh, Tune Day. Those guys really helped me um, just in training camp develop, uh, you know, in, in a different way, in a, in a fast way, a way that you got to learn quickly because you only have two or three weeks of training camp. And then it's, you know, there, there's no more being a rookie because you got to get in. And, and to say the, to say it in small words, the franchise is counting on you. Uh, so I think I always took that. I think uh, uh, Brooks said that to me one time, uh, you know, early in the season before I even had played a game. So every time I had gotten in, I always had that in the back of my mind, like, OK, the whole franchise and fan base is counting on me to do my job and and perform. So uh, I just, you know, just took that out there. And, and like I said, I had a great group of guys around me to really help me through that. Well, let's talk. I mean, as, as as talented as the DBs are, the the wide receivers on this team have have always been a, a point of emphasis and strength. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's 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 talk about that quick because I mean, when you get to go up against, you know, when right. you're playing scout team, but and you're going up against uh, Stephen Dunbar and Tim mm-hmm. White and Braylon Addison. Right. I mean, how do those guys make you better in, in practice? And and what's that relationship, DB wide receiver, like uh, a, a season to season? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, those guys, those guys are a huge help because you you don't really get that full full go pace until you get to game day. But when you have guys like you say, like Speedy B, that's you know, as a kid, you know, Speedy B went to the junior college in my city. So uh, you know, growing up, I had heard about him and then you know, kind of followed his path to the NFL. And then one day, randomly, I was in my my dad's restaurant and uh, we turned on the a CFL game, and it happened to be I think it was the Eastern Final versus Montreal. And all of a sudden I see Brandon Banks taking it down the sideline for a, for a punt return touchdown. So um, to kind of bring it full circle with that, and he was my locker mate last year uh, and cover guys like that. It's just like, it's just kind of, it's crazy just be in that moment to, you know, you're, you're going against probably, a, you know, a CFL hall of famer uh, in, in Brandon Banks and to cover a guy that's his literal name is Speedy B. He's one of the fastest dudes in the CFL, even, even at his age, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Um, but guys like that, Tim White, who who probably could be one of the you know fastest guys in the CFL now, uh, you know, crazy speed. I remember covering him like the first couple plays in in uh, training camp last year in the summer, and I was like, okay, this guy is you know next level fast. So um, to go against guys like that, Braylon Addison, a, a thing I you know I really wanted to emphasize this year was just putting myself in more man coverage to always you know just just getting better at different things as a defensive back. So. I would go out and play corner uh, and almost nine times out of 10 times I would be covering uh, Stephen Dunbar. So just working against a guy like that, who is one of the best in the game, uh, you know, at his craft from just route running, uh, getting you off double moves. And then not to mention, he's a big body receiver with a huge catch radius uh, is just a, a, you know, an honor to go against those guys. But it's a huge help um, from a practice standpoint to just develop my craft even more. And uh, I mean, the one thing about Steve is, is he's the first one out there. He's the last one out there, right? I mean, he yes. is on that jug machine and for any young player uh, to, to get to watch Steven Dunbar Jr. work, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard not to be, to be pushed by uh, that level of work ethic. And uh, I know right. uh, a lot of guys have, have talked about that. Uh, what did you learn about last off season? Again, I mean, abnormal year, but it didn't end the way you wanted it to. What did, and it was right. your first off season. So what did you learn last year that you're hoping to apply to the next few months here going into 2023? 
Yeah, definitely. So I learned last offseason that it's a short offseason. Um, you know, unfortunately, I tore my bicep in the Great Cup game. So that was a, a immediate kind of addressing point that I had to. All right, I got to. Well, I couldn't jump into treatment right away because they, they wanted to let it kind of, you know, get down a little bit, get the swelling out of there. Uh, and then I had to jump into physiotherapy for about, uh, you know, six to eight weeks starting in January. So I already I, I think I was kind of a little bit behind the eight ball. Uh, in terms of training, because I couldn't really do any upper body uh, training. So, you know, come February, I start, you know, getting into training again. And then before I knew it, it was, uh, all right, book your flight, get ready to come out here. So, um, you know, not not to say that I felt like I was behind it all once I, you know, once I got to training camp, I think I was ready. Um, you know, I put on a little bit of weight, you know, it's about 195 pounds coming in training camp. So wasn't wasn't really worried on that end. Um, but just now, just to be able to have a full off season and not be, you know, not have any crazy injuries or ailments where I can, you know, I'm already starting training now and we're, we're the great cup hasn't even happened when it happened last year. Yeah. Right. So, so I already have that jump on it. So I've definitely learned that, okay, to take advantage of all your time, because even, even with this long off season, you can get in the mindset of, Oh, it's still so long away. I don't have to necessarily, you know, get into training right now. It's like, no, you gotta, you gotta really start pushing yourself now to prepare for next year. And especially if you want to make that great cup run um, with the home great cup and having that experience of playing at Tim Hortons field in front of Tim Hortons fans in a great cup is, is an experience I'll never personally forget. Um, but the experience I wanted, I want now is to, you know, be on the other end of that uh, and, you know, you know, just have those fans going crazy. And I, I, I envision those fans storming the field, uh, you know, w- when we lift that cup. So that's, that's the, uh, where the focus shifts now, but yeah, definitely have learned a lot from my first off season, just in the little, little bit of, okay, you got to really take advantage of the time you have, because this is only a short window of professional football that you have. Uh, that's a great point. Uh, you know, you, you never know, uh, you know when, when your moment's going to come. And, and like you said, you've, you've been put into some big moments uh, already. And I'm sure getting this offseason uh, fully healthy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. now that you are you know, right. ready to go. Um, you're also taking more um, off the field. You're one of two CFL PA player reps on mm-hmm. the uh, Hamilton Tire Cats. I, I have a feeling... Uh, a real estate guy like yourself, you always love numbers. Yeah. I have a feeling that you you want to know what's going on. You, you're a curious guy, and 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 you know, being a part of this and and being one of the player reps, that's mm-hmm. that's something that was a, a draw to you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, how we do it in our our, our in houses, our our kind of teammates vote vote for players and, and stuff like that. So I was fortunate enough to be voted, but I think a lot of the guys, like like you already kind of picked out, a lot of the guys kind of know that I have kind of that drive and desire to just you know. I, I want the CFL to be as great as it possibly can. And I, and I want it to be able to, you know, be that number one or number two league uh, in North America. So um, how, how do you, how do you do that? I think, I think by, you know, hearing your, your players voices and then transitioning that to, you know, the higher ups in the PA and then they, you know, their board of governors goes and meets with the CFL. <clears throat> and, you know, that was just my drive to want to, you know, I just want to, I want to make sure that the players voices are being heard. Um, and at the same time, the CFO is growing in, in the right direction. So uh, it's been a cool experience so far. I kind of got to do my first set of meetings. Um, you know, we did we did our Zoom in meetings kind of throughout the year. And then uh, I got to go to the Great Cup. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to put it. But uh, I got to spend the week there, um, you know, have some awesome meetings, meet the rest of the, the PA reps from around the league, the CFL PA Board of Governors, uh, and then just meet tons of CFL fans that uh, – from all over, it was crazy just to see how well um, each team, you know, each team travels. I remember going in, I think it was the Brandt Center in, in Regina and just seeing 
you know, the, the Eastern uh, groups all together and then go to the each, you know, each team's just fan base and just see how actual big the fan bases are. And, and when you, when you look back on 2021, where you didn't get to spend time with, with the fans uh, and there's questions about whether the fans are even coming to the game. I think when you, when you go, if you were in Regina and you got to experience that and just see it, I think you can see, wow, we have such a great league, you know, on our hands and in front of us and, and the abilities we have to grow it with social media uh, you know, all, all the different marketing opportunities. I think, I think that's a lot of the reason what drove me to, you know, be in the PA. And I just, I just, I want to be able to be a voice for the players and, and, you know, see this thing go in the right direction. And to that point, I mean, the other uh, rep is Chris Van Zyle. And I, I feel like the two of yeah. you, you know, just where you are at in your career. And obviously uh, we all believe Chris has still got a lot in the tank. And uh, oh, yeah. if you watch the way he works, uh, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. Uh, but but to get to learn from him and, and all the experiences that he has, because again, I mean, the locker room is a big place. The lunchroom is a big place. You don't always get these one-on-one conversations. So you, right. you know, getting to pick as a young Canadian national, getting to pick the brain of somebody like Chris, uh, I feel like right. it gives you a new unique perspective as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the the mentorship from Chris has been huge. And, and I think it started way before that, even when he was doing uh, kind of our, our once a, once a month meetings during 2020, letting us know kind of the, the situation of the league and stuff like that. I think that really drove me to be like, all right, well, what I'd like to learn from this guy and maybe possibly be a rep, you know, at some point. Um, and, and everything that he's, you know, he's, he's handled so much. He handles a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I think a lot of people don't realize um, what goes into actually being a PA rep. Like he's taken a lot off of just my plate because he just knows how to do things way faster than I do. So to be able to just learn from a guy like that um, and understand how to actually be a really good PA rep has just, has just been crazy, crazy, crazy surreal. Cause I don't think it's like that on every team where you have a guy that's been in the league for 13 plus years uh, and just, just gets it, understands how the CBA works um, and how each one has differed, you know, since he's been in the league. So, uh, you know, it's been, it's been awesome to learn from Chris and, and even spend time with him in, in Regina again. Uh, you know, he's, he's just an awesome bet and, and people, it's just cool to see it, you know, how people recognize him uh, not just as a player, but just as a person as well. He's just such a great guy. Yeah. Uh, living legend. And uh, we're fortunate uh, he, he gets to hang around uh, with us uh, in the black and gold. Uh, Stavros, yeah. how, how do you spend your off season? Uh, I, I, I heard a rumor. You're a, you're a real estate agent, aren't you? you sell uh, I do. I did. Yeah, I did. I got my real estate license in 2020. So it's a little, it's a little, it's more of a side hustle, yeah. um, obviously. Cause, cause football is uh, it takes up a lot of my time still, even just being back, right. You got to train, you got to make sure you're eating healthy. Uh, and then I have a, a beautiful wife. So I got to make sure that, you know, when she gets home from work that, you know, that, that, that good dinner is ready and the house is clean. So uh, it's, it's a full-time job, but I, I do do a little real estate on the side, you know, just, just try to help out, you know, any friends or family uh, that, you know, coming to town and then also just learning just the ropes of real estate. Cause it is a, uh, it is a great investment vehicle to be a part of um, whether you're young or old and it's, you know, the, the dirt isn't going anywhere as they say. So I, it was something that kind of intrigued me during 2020 when the season got canceled. It was like, okay, well, I need to find something that, you know, kind of interests me and kind of, you know, the, the buying and selling business was something uh, that kind of caught my eye. And I was like, all right, well, let's, let's try this out and just see where it goes. So. 
Well, I know uh, Luke Tasker is in the real estate business too, so maybe uh, okay. we can get we can get you and him hosting a show on the Tie Cats Audio Network. Uh, yeah, speculative, yeah, we'll speculative real estate, uh, Buffalo, yeah, we'll Idaho, and Hamilton. We'll find some connections between the yeah, three we'll of them, right? The U.S. U.S. versus Canadian real estate market. Let everyone know. <laughs> that's it. I mean, both you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Well, hey, listen, I I, I know you're a busy guy. You got to get the house clean for Kylie. So uh, I appreciate <laughs> you uh, making some time for me today, man. It's always great yeah. to connect with you. I uh, can't wait see you back uh, in the black and gold in a few months but uh, thanks for doing this man appreciate it yeah definitely can't wait to be back in the hammer my thanks to stavros katsantonis for joining me today and my thanks to you as well as uh, we cannot do the show without your support so thank you make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode we're back next week we'll talk to you then from all of us here at the Ticats audio network i'm louis butko hope you have a great day and a great weekend too